Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year And to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey, listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. You may already know that SiriusXM brings you the deepest variety of commercial-free music for every genre and every mood where you hear the biggest names in talk, entertainment, and comedy, and hundreds of hand-curated music channels designed to fit every mood. Where you get news from every source, where you can listen to the newly launched Fish Radio, in addition to Jam On, Grateful Dead Radio, Pearl Jam Radio, Tom Petty Radio, and many more. 
where you can listen to top comedy channels such as Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud Radio and Netflix's A Joke Radio and Sports Talk Radio from Barstool to ESPN and more to keep you up to date on the latest news in the sports world. Most people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. Subscribe now to listen outside the car on your phone, online and at home, and get your first three months for just a dollar. And if you're a Fish fan, which you probably are, you can get tour updates and shows being played, which are a good complement to our quick hits. Visit SiriusXM.com slash HFPod to see offer details and to subscribe and start listening today. SiriusXM, no car required. Hey, everybody. It's the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is episode 159. I'm here with Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. Hey, man. What's up? Um, Not much, you know. Just getting back in the swing of things, you know. We're um, preparing to not go to Dick's. Um, are you also preparing to not go to Dick's? It's one of my regular end of summer activities. <laughs> what? So we're back. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> talk about not going to Dick's, and um, we're gonna tell you all about the things that have happened. That like every music publication that I could think of wrote about the uh, what's going on with Dick's. But um, first, we should tell you that we are going to do an episode where we do a little preview of the fall tour and listen to a mix that Jonathan put together with songs from shows that happen in the cities where Fish will be playing this fall. Does that sound accurate, Jonathan? That sounds reasonably accurate, yes. And Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan is famous for his mixes, so you will want to hear that. But Jonathan, what what's going on in Fish News? I, I just want to ask you not to overhype the mix. There's good okay. music. It's like, you know, it, it, it should be fun to listen to. But I think it's going to be good. Yeah, you know, don't go crazy. <laughs> you guys will like it, though. You guys, it'll will like be it. moderately enjoyable. <laughs> just like, just like fish, <laughs> Jonathan. What's going on? There's Lockin is this weekend. You're not. Are you going to Lockin? Right. No, because uh, I'm super lame and and busy with uh, he, you know human life activities. Uh, so I will not be able to go to Lockin. Of course, this comes out after Lockin. So Lockin was last oh, weekend, and shit. man, wasn't that awesome? Sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um yeah, but I I I hope that by the time everybody's hearing this, we've all really rocked out to like uh Trey playing with Derek Trucks, Tedeschi Trucks band and Derek Trucks playing with Trey's band and all those kinds of things. Yeah, Lockin is Lockin is an amazing thing and we're fools not to go being that we are so geographically uh close. But it's also going to be a nice weekend, I think. So Hopefully everybody had a great time at Lockin. Shout out to all you Lockin people. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Shout out it, to- it's weird to talk about things that happened that <laughs> haven't happened. So I don't even know how time works most of the time, but it's an illusion. So has Dix happened yet? Dix has not happened yet. Okay. Cool. So what's going to happen? There's a uh, there's rats or there's gerbils or something. Prairie, Prairie dogs. dogs, which I think are a cross between rats and gerbils or squirrels or but they live in the ground and they have the plague <laughs> or their fleas do. I've only seen prairie dogs at the national zoo. You know, that little area at the zoo. Oh yeah. Go, go there every time. That's like the big mound of dirt looking thing. Yeah. In the corner. And yeah. I don't know anything about prairie dogs, but okay. So what happened, Jonathan, what is going on? Why is everyone writing about this? So th- this is weird. Uh, apparently this is not particularly uncommon that the out west there where the uh, you know the western states are that you know there are fleas with the plague and they have the ones on the prairie dogs in that area have tested positive for it and so they are closing the 
the dirt lots where the camping was and all the camping tickets are being refunded automatically. So hopefully you didn't get one of those on the secondary market. If you did, good luck. Um, and then uh, I guess no vending in those lots either. So if there's shakedown, I guess it's going to have to pop up with the uh, the drive-in, drive-out traffic on the paved lots. So um, I, w- will there still be vending? I, I, if you think people aren't going to be selling stuff, then uh, you are sorely mistaken, my friend. <laughs> I don't think people like to sell stuff at fish concerts. I mean, I've I've never done it. That's not true. <laughs> that's that's actually that's factually unfactual. So, man, another summer and another like ridiculous um, active nature that that kind of throws the fish world for a loop. But um, this is seems pretty manageable but i'm not going so i'm pretty removed from it well i mean i would imagine that if you were planning on going and camping then that's a drag uh, particularly as you've had to shell out additional funds to get a hotel or whatever it is you're going to do airbnb good luck at this late date but i think that was one of the concerns because we've known about the prairie dog problem for a little while they've had advisories before the soccer games there but the announcement of how this was going to impact fish came kind of late. I mean, I'd like to think that, you know, it was a wait and see thing on their end and they were trying to figure out what the best course of action and not cancel things if they didn't have to. But, you know, there it is. Yeah. Um, I blame science primarily. Science. Well, <laughs> can, can, can you blame science for these fall tour dates i don't know who to blame for the fall tour dates but um <laughs> the fall tour dates they they happened we talked about them or you and matt talked about them a yeah. little bit last time yeah i want to hear what you think because you didn't get to to chime in on that uh, i think they're uh, awfully inconvenient for me but I, i'll <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to get to something um no spoilers though guys i because i have no idea what it'll be um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's cool. I, I, I really liked the early rumors of a four night Island tour redux, which didn't pan out. I just thought it would have been kind of cool. Uh, but you know, we, the two at Providence civic center or the dunks, as I like to call it, um, <laughs> is, I mean, that's cool. And Nassau, which apparently has been completely revamped, I guess, remodeled and whatnot. So that should be nice. Yeah, huge, huge renovation. So that should be pretty cool. Do you think they have a sky bridge? Um, I don't know. You know, I haven't actually, I haven't actually read about it at all. I like the sky bridge. Um, I actually really like the sky bridge at MSG. I do too. I, oh, I thought you were making a joke. No, no. For once, I was saying something that I mean. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I really like the sky bridge too. And then Pittsburgh, which is cool and is a contender. Uh, so the the problem I had with the dates is that 12-1, uh, which always has good shows that rule your face and whatever, that is also my daughter's birthday, my little mm. child, whose mm-hmm. name is Piper, by the way. And so when they play Nassau on a show that I can't go to for Piper's 16th birthday, they'd better play Piper, please. <laughs> Not that I'll get to hear it in person, but... You know, why nice. did you why did you go having a baby on that day? Day well, of a good fish show. Uh it's magical. I mean, not that you had the baby, but Well, I was I was a participant in the overall arc of the story. 
<laughs> All right, so you're not going to go to Nassau. No, Are you definitely gonna come to not going to be in Nassau with me, uh, and Patrick. I might come to Pittsburgh uh, with Marty. I'll see okay. you there. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm just <laughs> uh, and and Patrick. Yeah, him too. But I, I will not be going to Charleston, which is uh, you know three nights after that. And but that'll be fun for people. I'm sure people in Charleston or people who choose to travel there. It seems like it'll be a cool weekend and a good place to be. It's a cool city and that should be fun. And, you know, there'll be things to do there, I'm sure. Um, Fish concerts at the very least. At least. Um, Jonathan, what um, do you have any any Osiris podcasts that you've been listening to recently? Uh, I, you know, I've been listening to Dead to Me, which mm-hmm. is it's a Grateful Dead podcast. Yeah. So I'm... I'm a little biased in that I I like podcasts about the Grateful Dead, <laughs> and and their new season they're going album by album through the Grateful Dead studio recordings, and and I have opinions about them, uh, and they don't always line up with what the hosts are saying. But these guys, you know, they know music, they're pretty well studied in the history, and you know they they dig into them and try to put them in a little context both at their when they were made as well as you know from a modern perspective and it's interesting it's good listening yeah yeah they're yeah and they have a lot of um yeah they're they have a good rapport which i think is important for a podcast you know what i mean absolutely it would be great if all podcasts had good banter and dialogue and stuff someday yeah. maybe we'll get some <laughs> i wouldn't count on it <laughs> yeah. um so Kevin, who is the producer of Dead to Me, hosts another podcast that we just added to the Osiris Network called Discologist, which I think you were listening to back in the day. I've um, been on it a couple times. You've been on it. And yeah. that's how I've been learning about um, new albums. Like he talks about, you know, a lot of albums that I have heard about, but he and, and his guests will go into depth and kind of run through an album review. So I've been listening to that a lot and it's been pretty cool. Yeah, he casts a pretty wide net. So I, when I was on there uh, the first time, we talked about a Bruce Hornsby record, and then and then we were on there and we talked about something completely different. Yeah. People should check it out. Yeah, so you can go to OsirisPod.com to see either of those. I think by the time this comes out, you will have heard about a new podcast called The Tapes Archive, which is coming out through Osiris, which is going to every week bring new, never-before-heard interviews with uh, musicians and comedians. Our friend Alan, who's done a lot of video work for us and who's been involved with Osiris on in different ways. He um and a friend who's a retired journalist, they kind of got the journalist tapes and started listening to them and he was like, Hey, let's make a podcast out of this. And I think the day that this episode comes out is the same day that the Trey interview will come out that the journalist Mark Allen did in nineteen ninety three. Um pretty cool stuff. It's amazing and I'm really excited for this podcast. He's got some great stuff lined up check that out um we got a lot more podcasts obviously and there's tons of stuff coming this fall so um i will leave leave that part of the discussion there jonathan do you want to talk about your mix your wonderful Uh, wonderful mix that's going to blow people's minds what i tell you about the hype (laughs) the hype machine is on (laughs) so we are looking at four venues and so we have four tracks that's all just four songs um, they're all different versions of Buried Alive, so the mix is 12 minutes long. <laughs> With Ginseng um, Sullivan in there. <laughs> yeah, there's one Ginseng Sullivan, that's true. No. Um, 
I don't know. I, that sounds like a pretty good idea. I'm going to make that one next. Um, the 30-minute Buried Alive consisting of all versions ever performed. <laughs> That's a good idea. Someone's got to do that. I'm on it. Don't, okay. Dibs. Good. All right, done. We uh, kind of looked back at all the dates and tried not to overlap with things that we've done elsewhere, but maybe, maybe we did. It's getting hard, man. It's getting it is. difficult, right? We're, we're 159 episodes into this thing. Right. So the first track, can I can I just can we should yeah. we take it a little bit track by track? Let's do it. Okay. Do you th- do you think people can hear the thunder in the background? I can. Cool. It's pretty. I rad. only hear I only hear thunder sometimes. If anyone knows what that's from, tweet at us. Okay. Go. Ahead. <laughs> um, first track is from 1993, February 4th, at the Providence Performing Arts Center, and it is Stash. So, did you listen to this Stash? Yeah. RJ? Yeah, really good, like nice tension release, you know, like was being delivered in 93. And um, yeah, it was cool to go back to because, you know, we've been listening to a ton of of recent fish. So um, I like jumping back and starting with an, with an old track. Yeah, I'm a, obviously a big fan of the older material. And this one is, it's a blistering hot version of Stash. The tension, it, it's almost what you'd expect from like uh, May 94. It's not quite there but it's outstanding. Trey is shredding, and Paige has his lovely new piano on this as well, because this is the, like the second show of that tour. Yeah. So it's pretty excellent. That's um th- Those early 93 shows, that's like, you can hear it so well, you know, the piano, just in every every song. He goes to it and more than he would later, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's excited to have it. Yeah. Um, we did a whole... I, I'm not sure if I was on that one, but I know you and Brad at least did a whole episode on the the show right before this. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. What, I guess it was the third. And Man, so good. Some yeah. people, you should go back to that. Um, we just, okay, just as an aside, today I listened to The Wedge from the show before this, which was the debut of The Wedge. And it's so, such a cool jam and i don't know these early 93 shows just because he had a new it like brought a whole new dynamic and um that first version of the wedge sounds very unlike a current version and it's really worth worth uh, revisiting but that's not what we're talking about right now yeah but no that's a very good and wonderful point to share with the people after the stash we drop right on into is it right to say we drop right on it i think it's more that we ease right on into yeah um the 2003-1128 Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum Waves. You were at this show, weren't you? Yeah, it was. And um, I don't... 2003 was so weird, but um, it's cool. There is like... I felt a lot of waves-like effects sort of from the the way that the... Um, there was a little bit of tension building at the very beginning and then getting into the jam. It was like... It felt, it felt like I was surfing the waves of waves. Yeah, I I've kind of <laughs> I tried to write notes about this version and I just I like it so much, but at the same time every time I would play it and think, "Oh, I'll write something down," I would just kind of get lost at sea. And I think that's fine. I think that's a good thing. It was very uh, meditative and I I dug it. It's it stretches on for a little bit. It's a little more than a dozen minutes long and uh it's it's really groovy. So, yeah. It was really good. And the Reba that that you chose next, I thought was um, really, really amazing. Well, how could it not be? It's from November 24th, 1995, 
uh, Civic Center or Civic Arena or whatever they call it in Pittsburgh. Sorry to be dismissive, Pittsburgh. <laughs> I don't mean to be rude. I just misread my notes. So uh, and, the Civic and Arena doesn't do Pittsburgh. sports things. So like you know, Civic whatever. Yeah, whatever. The, the place where the concert was. I saw the show before this and the show after this on this tour and and a couple others as well. And wow, wow, this Reba <laughs> is. Uh, is beautiful. It's worth your time and your adoration. Uh, everybody's hitting really hard, uh, without question, but I will say, I bend your ear toward fish when you listen to this because the recording he's comes through really nicely on this recording. Um, there's no whistling on this Reba, unfortunately, but it's 95 Reba. What else could go wrong? I think it'll be okay. Everybody will be fine. Um, that's, that's cool. I'm 95, you know, without, without going too far out off on a limb here. I mean, they were just kind of perfect in 95. They were a really good band. Like they were just absolutely amazing at all times. So that's cool. And I really liked that. So that that's, that was a good choice. Yeah. And then that really does drop right into cross-eyed and painless from October 16th, 2010, North Charleston Arena, North Charleston, South Carolina. And um, again, hey, Fishman, he's he's all over it, singing it, playing it, and it's 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 a killer groove to take us home. Yeah. Well, I don't think we go back. I don't go back to uh, 2010 very frequently, actually. And um, as we t- I think we said this on the last episode when we were going through the tour dates, this uh, 2010, I think was the you know one of the few times they played in uh, in this arena. So cool to hear something from there. I didn't know they did 15 minute jams in 2010, but that's cool. Yeah, they uh, they absolutely did. I thought and all jams were like seven minutes, and everyone was really upset all the time. Well, you know the thing about 2010 is that your arms would get tired as you stood with them folded for more than seven minutes. <laughs> so it, it's good that they gave us a couple longer jams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this was a two night run in, uh, in 2010, which, um, hearing this made me want to go back to, to both of them. They're, they're, um, they're good shows. And yeah, there's so, some, there's some stuff in them for sure. There's some stuff. So. I think that was, um, <laughs> one of the last, um, times we heard Paige's dad, um, on, uh, Bill Bailey was that 2010, Maybe he'd played with them after that, but I think that's one of the last times that, that he played that with them. That's the from the night before. So a lot to check out in those Charleston shows. And uh, that was, I guess they've only played in, at this place, 95, 96, 2010, and 2016. So um, I don't know. I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens at that three-night run, you know? I, I think they will throw down. They'll be warmed up. They're going to play three nights, so they'll be relaxed and uh settled in uh, certainly after the first though no reason to think the first night won't be good and yeah i think people are gonna have a great time and uh i hope they have a, at least a good time with this here mix i hope so too and i i will say we i don't think we said it last last week when we were going through the um dates but fall tour is so cool you know i like my long sleeve t-shirts and my hoodie and um yeah, I like getting all hot and sweaty inside the venue and then walking outside and going, ah, yeah. it's autumn. Yeah, I love it. That happened to us at uh, Hampton last year. That was so great. So fun. 
somewhere I read that it was uh, not fall, but winter tour, but I'm pretty sure I've got a meteorologist listening who will agree that winter doesn't start until the solstice at the end of December. So fall tour, dudes. It's all fall. It's all fall until December 21st, I think. So Thereabouts. There you go. All right. Um, should we get into the music? We should get into the music. And before we do, I have a quick thing I want to show. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Sure. This is something I have personal experience with, so I want to tell you guys about it. If you're still using one of the big wireless providers in 2019, have you asked yourself what you're paying for? Because between expensive stores, inflated prices, hidden fees, you're probably being taken advantage of because they know you'll pay. Enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile provides the same premium network coverage you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything is online. They save on retail locations and overhead and pass those savings on to you. So as I mentioned in the last episode, I recently changed jobs to run this here podcast network called Osiris. And I had to switch my cell phone over. And to be honest, I was a little intimidated. I figured I'd have to go into a store, talk to people, do math, figure out a plan and all that. That sounds awful. But it was actually really easy. It took about 30 seconds to get my SIM card installed and my service switched over and the service has been great. Basically, they just make it easy to cut your wireless down to just 15 bucks a month, which is really pretty inexpensive if you think about it. Plans come with unlimited nationwide talk and text and you don't pay for data you don't use. So you can choose between plans with 3, 8 or 12 gigabytes, 4G LTE data. You can use your own phone and keep your same phone number along with your contacts, all that. You don't lose anything. I was actually worried that I was going to lose a bunch of important data or something, but nothing happens. You just get new, cheaper, but just as good cell service. So you can ditch your old wireless bill and start saving with Mint Mobile. If you want to get a new wireless plan starting at just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash hfpod. Mintmobile.com slash hfpod. Thanks, Mint Mobile. Now let's hear gems. Until next time, folks. Keep on rocking.
can dangle my stat. Zipping through the forest with a curl of fleas. To grow them spindles and leave my seas. I capture the great beast who falls to his knees. And cries to his cohorts to sleep in the trees.
The words that saw her on the wind and underwater
quickly drifts away from here and possibly won't reach your ear if we could see the many waves that flow through clouds and sunken caves. That saw her on the wind and underwater. Then underwater, on the wind and
Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 